Thank you. Cheers, Dan. Yeah, please. Um, interesting fact about me, as well, that you don't know. Me and my mum and the doctor's surgery know this, right? When I was five, <laughs> there's a little bug going around my school. Like, not, not walking around like a virus. And uh, I got this bug one day. I'm only telling you this because we're all best mates now. Um, but don't tell anyone else. It's our secret because it, it's quite embarrassing. But I got this bug, right? I was like, Mom, like, I've got diarrhea and everything. So she took me to the doctors. And back in those days, you got like, there was a, a sign that buzzed on the wall. It went, Arr! and then it was like, Dr. Razak will now see you in Waterfoot Health Center. So um, I sat there waiting, and I was like, oh, no. I need a poo, right? So I legged it to the toilet, sat down, nothing happened. I'm like, oh, false alarm. We've all been there. So go sit back down. About a minute later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a poo. Leg it. This time I didn't make it. So five years old, all over the floor of the toilets in the doctor's surgery. And uh, there's poo everywhere. So now we all know each other a bit better. And that was my talk for this evening, so I hope you all feel good. Good night. It's just since we were sharing fun facts, really. Um, I'm actually going to talk about, not poo, uh, I'm talking about belonging. Yeah, that's right, belonging. I joked before, I said, oh, I'm going to talk about becoming, and Dave and Kristen thought I was being serious. So they were like, oh yeah, you can talk on that if you want, but I'm actually talking about belonging. Um, and the way my brain works is that um, I just have like a million thoughts. So I've got my phone. I don't want to talk for very long at all, really. Um, so if I start going on a bit, just tell me. Um, it's 26 past eight now, so bear with. So um, talking about belonging tonight and those songs that we've been singing, it was nice to see because a few of those things um, that were in the songs I want to focus on, really. The first question I want to ask you in your own heads is where do you belong? So think about some of the places that you feel like you belong. Uh, you know, where you feel like really at home, you can be yourself, um, you know, you can, you can talk about poo, you know, you can wear your slippers and your comfy pants and all that. Where, where are the kinds of places that you belong? And if you've got that place in your head, then Great, hold on to that. Where do you belong? And um, I want to share just a few thoughts. So I'll kind of dot them in and out. But the first um, thought that I want to share with you is that what you behold is what you become. Or to say it another way, is like what you believe, you become. And I was 14 when I first started to follow Jesus. So anyone 14 here? Great, no one. Anyone 15, 14? Great. So I was that age when I first started to follow Jesus and, and I, I first kind of was like, I'm going to give this a go. Because if I'm honest, I found my teenage years really confusing. I found it really hard work. Uh, I felt lonely quite a lot. I was like, what the heck even is this life about? I, I felt quite sad and down sometimes trying to figure it all out. And then at the same time, you have all these puberty hormones going on as well, don't you? And you're like, your voice changes and you start getting hair on your face and, you know. Um, and 
just all these mad things are going on all the time and it's really confusing and like one minute you're best mates with one guy and then you know you have a fight with him the day after and then you you know someone steals your Pokemon cards off you and then you know you're like one minute you're a Charizard shiny and then the next minute you're like you just got Pikachu and nothing else and you're like I've got no Pokemon cards left and then you've got to find another set of friends and all that but anyone like Pokemon by the way so we Charizard shiny we know it we know what it's all about um, but what you believe is what you become so these kinds of things are I, I think you need to start thinking who, who is the person that I'm going to become in my life who do I want to become because that starts now it's already started happening the, the choices that you make um, the people that you involve yourself with it, it's going like, to have a knock on effect it's not just like when I was at university I met this guy and I said uh, do you believe in God? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And we chatted about it for a few weeks. And he said, I'm going to like get serious about God when I'm an old man because I want to have fun for now. And I was just like, that's, that's just, that don't make any sense. It's, it's a load of rubbish, that. I think that's like one of the worst ways to uh, you know, live your life. I will bother with that when I'm an old man. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So the um, first thing I want to think about, could someone come, come and hold these table tennis balls for me? I mean these coals, these super hot coals. Ronnie, do you want to come out? I've got in my hand some molten rock right now. And there you go, Ronnie. Can you hold them? Thank you. So um, this is a classic demonstration. Uh, oh, it only works if you can hold all the table tennis balls. <laughs> Cheers, Ronnie. <laughs> so um, look at the burning hot coals in the fire. Imagine Ronnie's hand is a fire. Look at that, just burning away. And um, it's true that if I take one of these burning hot coals, ah, that's really hot, ow. Uh, if I take one of these out of the fire, what happens to it? It cools down. And um, that's like our life. Like, if you, if you um, stop being in the fire of whatever fires you're in, if you take yourself away from that, pretty soon it's going to cool down. So if you, if you want to be a chef, um, what you, this is my advice, you go onto YouTube, you start watching Jamie Oliver videos, uh, learning how to cook a Sunday roast and spaghetti bolognese and whatnot, and then you like, might buy a set of uh, cooking knives, you might apply to college to go and be a chef, and then you kind of surround yourself with chefs, so you can learn about being a chef, don't you? Or if you want to be an air hostess, you, uh, you go and fly on aeroplanes and buy that plastic aeroplane toy that no one else buys on the aeroplane for like 79.95 um, and then you like find out all about uh, air things and you become an air whatever, air host, air hostess. Um, same way, if you want to be a Christian, if you want to follow Jesus, uh, you've got to kind of surround yourself. You've got to get your little, this is you, your little Jesus uh, ping pong ball. You've got to put yourself... That's, that's the one that got away. Oh my gosh, this is not working. <laughs> yes, right, brilliant. Two hands. Um, you, get, you kind of put yourself in that fire. When I grew up, right, in my youth group, there was um, one girl, we'll call her Catherine, although that's not a real name. A real name was Cat, but you know, um, you don't know that. So Catherine, <laughs> Catherine, um, she was like well clever, but she came to uh, church for a bit and she was well keen at first and we were in a bit of a band together and um, 
we, we did quite a few things. But then suddenly you started seeing us say things like, oh, um, I don't have time to come to church this week uh, because I'm, I'm studying for my exams. And then the next week it'd be like, uh, I, I haven't read my Bible for, for like a month because I've got all these other important exams to revise for. So that's kind of not what's going on now. So I won't read that. And pretty soon that was it. She was like no, nowhere around them because she took herself out of that fire. Then another friend of mine, uh, let's, call her, let's call her Julie, she surrounded herself. At first she was mad keen for Jesus, so she put herself in that fire and she came to church and did all the youth group things together, went away with our youth group, blah, blah, blah. But then when she went to university, she, started, uh, she took herself out of that fire and, and went and put herself in another fire that was all like, what do you believe in Jesus for? It's a load of rubbish. Why do you bother going to church? It's rubbish because it's been all been disproved by this, this, and this. It's a load of rubbish. And she started spending more and more of her time there. And now she's absolutely nowhere. The last time I spoke to her, she was a mess. She was like, I've been drinking way too much, uh, like so much that I've made myself a bit ill. Um, and I've slept with like five or six different people in the last few months. Uh, bit of a mess, really. But it's fine. I'll, I'll sort myself out. But anyway, thank you, Ronnie. Should we give Ronnie a clap? <laughs> Cheers, pal. So, so if you want to follow Jesus or do anything in life, you need to get yourself in the right fires, don't you? So you get yourself in the chef fire or the air hostess fire or whatever fire. But if you want to follow Jesus, you need to surround yourself, uh, put yourself in that fire. There's this crazy story in, uh, in the book of Luke in the Bible. And... Jesus has uh, been hanging out with these guys, the 12 disciples, and one of them, uh, there's two brothers, James and John, and they go to this village one day, and uh, the people there don't accept Jesus' message, so the brothers are talking to each other, and they go, Oi, Jesus, uh, you see that tower there? You know, because they haven't listened to what we said. Should we ask God to, like, send fire from heaven and, uh, and make this fire fall on them, and, and this tower... Um, this, all this bad stuff happened to them. And Jesus is like, no, that's a stupid idea. Like, why would you ask fire to come from heaven to like burn all these people up because they haven't listened to me? Um, and so that's what they were like at first. But what, what I said about believing, uh, what you believe is what you become. Years later, that same guy that said, Jesus, send fire from heaven to kill all these people that haven't listened to you. He wrote years later, God is love. And those who live in love live in God. And he talks about all about how Jesus is kind and patient and God loves people. And he would never speak those kinds of words again, I don't think. Because he'd spent time with Jesus and got to know what he was like. And he became what he'd started believing in. So he got rid of those old attitudes. Um, so what you believe is what you become. Second thing I wanted to share about. is I've got a passport here alright for now it says EU but I don't know how long it'll say <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that um, but we sang in that song even when I don't feel it you're working I think uh, a lot of like kind of my age and under now I think we're quite different to like generations that have gone before because we're a lot more, we rely a lot more on our feelings. Um, 
And there's so many things that I feel like I don't want to do. Or like one day I was so really keen for it, I'd be like, yes, I can't wait to do this. Or I'll get a brand new idea and I'll be like, yeah, this is so good. And then like a week later, I've lost all the enthusiasm for it. And um, it's really hard because some, some of you, I don't know, but some of you might feel, you might wake up on the wrong side of the bed or you might have feelings like often where you feel really down and a bit rubbish about yourself. You might feel depressed and anxious. Like I've dealt with that quite a bit in my own life. Um, but I think God's, God's talking to us and saying, you know, uh, feelings are okay, but they're not the kind of way to live your life. Um, feelings are kind of like a good way of testing the waters. How do I feel about this? But they're kind of not a great um, compass to live our lives off because if we all always just live by how we feel, if I live by how I feel, I would have got married to my wife like 50 times and divorced her 50 times. And, uh, you know, like I would have bought a house one day and then got bored of that and bought another house the next day. I would have bought 50 guitars for way too much money and then got bored of them and sold them because that's how you feel. Feelings come and go every single day. And so why I'm showing you my passport is... If I go on holiday tomorrow with my passport, and I go to the passport office, and uh, I step up to the man at the uh, the immigration guys, and I show him my really dodgy picture that looks like I might kill you if I see you in the street. That is awful. But if I go and present that to the man, and, and he's like, all right, Paul Saxon, you're from England. You were born in Burnley. Okay, you can go through. If I then said to the man, oh, you know what, mate? Um, I woke up this morning and I didn't actually feel very British and I didn't sing the national anthem when I got up and I'm not wearing my Union Jack boxer shorts today um, I, just, I just felt like I needed to let you know because I don't feel very British today do you think Mr Passport Man's going to say alright you can't travel then it's going to be like, I don't care how you feel. I don't care that you're not wearing boxer shorts with the Union Jack flag on or you've, you've not got a Boris Johnson tattoo or, you know, <laughs> um, or all that stuff. It doesn't matter because my passport isn't based on how I feel. It, it says in it that I'm a Brit British citizen. So that's all that matters. Feelings don't matter in that. And it's the same with belonging to God. If you have decided that you want to follow God, follow Jesus... Your feelings are going to come and go, but what, what matters is what you've made the decision and that day after day, you kind of put one foot in front of the other and you walk with Jesus. You go for it. And some days you're going to wake up and feel naff. That doesn't mean God loves you any less. Or it doesn't mean that he loves someone else more that seems to have it a bit more together. And it doesn't mean any of those things. But So what I want to encourage you tonight is that feelings, don't give them as much maybe as much attention as maybe have in the past kind of live by what's important so when I said I kind of joking when I said I want to divorce my wife 50 times or whatever but some days you just don't feel particularly in love and you're like oh she's really annoyed me today because she told me that I have to pick my socks up off the floor how rude or like she doesn't like it when I leave dirty towels around that's so why are girls like that um you know, and I might feel that way, but it's like, all right, well, I've made a promise, and I'm going to follow that. I'm going to follow through on that promise. 
Um, another thing is that, so this is my third point, and I've got one more point. Um, I think Jesus wants us to make a decision about him, or God. God wants us to make a decision about him, and if you want to follow him, he kind of says, I need to be number one in your life. Um, I don't want you just to add me onto your little shopping basket, you know, I'll have I'll have God and I'll have um, my mates and my job and my career and studying and money. It's all going to be there together in this pot. And, you know, some days I'll choose God, some days I won't. I think God says, I want to be number one in your life. Um, and this is my honest experience growing up. There have been times when I've been like, do I follow God or do I do something else and the, every time that I've chosen to follow God it's always been worth it that doesn't mean it's easy but it's always been worth it every single time always been worth it and uh, so I made that decision to belong to Jesus when I was 14 and now I'm 32 and it's definitely 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 been worth it and then um, there are some people that will kind of tell you that if you if you believe in God, you're a bit crazy. Um, but every single person alive has got a worldview. So if you're in class and someone says, people are proving God is not, like, not real, then sometimes we can go on the defensive and be like, oh, okay, he's not real. Ah, oh, pants, I best just shut up. Um, equally, other people have got to prove what they believe is true. So if someone comes up to us us guys in here and says, it's not true, none of it, it's all rubbish. Um, they've equally got to prove their point. So wh when I was in doing my A-levels, I was the only one in my class that was a Christian. And uh, I got hammered some days, like, all, like, and they were really clever, cleverer than me. And uh, I used to be like, oh, yeah, maybe they got a point. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, uh, what would I do? Um, but they never, ever told me what they actually believed. They just picked loads of things that they thought was true, like false about what I believed. And I never got to challenge them and say, hang on, what do you believe? So I'm telling you guys tonight, if you want to follow Jesus, there are many, many, many clever people that also believe in Jesus, like well clever people. Some of the cleverest people in the world also follow Jesus. Uh, so if someone says to you, well, it's a load of rubbish, you have to say to them, you can be confident now, uh, well, you prove to me what you believe, and if you can prove to me what you believe, then I'll, fair enough. If yours is true, then it's true. Um, so belonging to God isn't like throwing away your brains. Last thing I want to share is, can I move this? Can I, move? I can like slide it along here. This is, um, this is Barbara. She's armless, don't worry. I just made that up. That's awesome. Um, so, Barbara. Uh, I feel like... First, I f oh, there it is. I f first, I felt like I'd lost my blue tack, but I'm not relying on my feelings. And here it is. I feel like a lot of times in our lives, um, so this is Barbara. 
she got um, a bit of a broken heart. And I feel like a lot of us go through life and I think all of us have got this broken heart, actually. All of us, because we're human. And I feel like sometimes we kind of say, right, I've got a broken heart, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick a plaster on my broken heart. And sometimes it's the plaster of Netflix that's like, right, I'm feeling really naff and life doesn't make sense, so I'm going to binge watch whatever you happen to like on Netflix. Great British Bake Off. Gardener's World. <laughs> you know, when I'm feeling sad, Monty Don comes to my rescue. And we, we plaster over with our Netflix and we kind of drown out the noise of our broken heart. And this is lads as well. I'm not just talking about girls. Or we might be like, all right, uh, I'm going to plaster over this broken heart with like Instagram likes and comments. This is actually my Instagram. <laughs> uh, we've got 83 comments, 162 likes, and 47 friend requests. That's not my Instagram at all. But we might plaster over with our Instagram. Oh, yeah, if I just get more likes, then finally I won't feel so naff in the morning. And everything will make sense. And I won't cry at night when I'm in bed. and Or it might be like, you know what? If I just get a good enough job or try really hard at school and college and make loads of Bitcoin, <laughs> cryptocurrency, um, if I make enough dollar, then I won't ever have any worries because I'll have enough money. And, you know, if I get ill, I'll just buy the best medical treatment and all that nonsense. Or we might uh, get this plaster over our broken heart. And it might be stuff that actually we, we know we probably shouldn't get involved in. But we tell ourselves, oh, just a bit of it will be fine. I'll just, you know, it might be, uh, I'm just going to watch uh, a few dodgy movies that I know I shouldn't watch or you know, start drinking a bit to help me get through the night and that'll make me feel good for a while or... I might just get in loads of relationships because when I get in a relationship, then I feel good about myself. Um, I want to say to you tonight, I don't think any of those things are ever going to work for anyone. And human beings have been around for a long time. And it just I don't think it works. But I think the solution is that in the Bible, God says, I will take your heart of stone and instead, I'm going to give you a brand new heart. I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. Um, this is what I want to end with. I don't know if you know Jesus. I don't know loads of you. I know a few of you in this room, but I don't really know what happens you know, when you close the doors or where you stand with God or anything. But I'm only saying this stuff to you because it's true in, in my life, and I think it's true universally. I think there is a God, and he knows everything about each one of us. Um, he knows when we sit down when we get up he knows the words that we're going to say before we've even said them and I, I want to encourage you if you belong to Jesus if you make that decision and say Jesus I don't understand all this but I kind of think you're, you're a good person I want to follow you I think he's going to give you a brand new heart and he says all that other stuff 
some of it's good stuff, some of it's not so good, but all that stuff is never going to make you truly happy, but only he will. I'm going to leave you with these words. Uh, just before Jesus died, one of his disciples said, uh, Jesus, where are you going? Like we've heard these rumors, we don't know where you're going to. Please show us the way. And Jesus said, said, Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And he didn't say that as an arrogant like faith claim, I'm the way. I'm the way. He's saying to his friends that are really worried and upset and confused, he's like, I'm the way, trust in me. I'm the truth, I'm the life. And it's not just a religious claim, it's a life claim. Like, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. He's never let me down. I honestly, I wouldn't tell you if he had. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't fake it or make it up. Because I like each one of you, and I want to tell you things that are true. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And he loves you more than you ever, ever, ever know. He's crazy about you. Um, so that would be my encouragement to you tonight. Get to know this God. All these other things will never make you happy. So belong to him. Um, yeah, I'll go hand over. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs>